All right, we're back at it for episode four with Sky and Helm. Fascinating conversation with these two who have quite a breadth of experience in working in indigenous ceremonial settings in the jungle, facilitating, and also looking at bringing that world of ceremony into a modern day context and what that looks like. This conversation was really interesting to me because not only did it speak about the individual level and the way that we can integrate our experiences, but we also took a look at the broader level of community and the world as a whole and what it truly means to integrate and even redefining how we look at integration. So with that being said, I look forward to jumping into this episode with you. It's packed with insight for everyone at different stages of the journey. Enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Sky and Helm are a couple based in Australia. They've been together seven years and met while living, working, and studying curanderismo in the Peruvian Amazon jungle. Over their five years of full-time work and study in Peru, they had the opportunity to facilitate hundreds of people through intensive plant medicine, healing retreats, and dietas, ranging from two to ten weeks in length. In addition to plant medicines, their work often includes or draws upon their combined experience in applied psychotherapeutic process work, breath work, Taoist body work, and energetic practices, Buddhist-based mindfulness training, nature connection, and the work that reconnects. They've spent the last three years back in Australia, allowing the experiences of Peru to settle in the psyche and arise in a new form that feels relevant and responsive to where they are now. They are currently interested in finding ways to work with plant medicines within a broader paradigm of eco-awakening and cultural regeneration. They currently run regular deep ecology work that reconnects retreats that weave in many facets of their plant work. Sky and Hell, welcome to the call. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'd love to jump straight into it and start off with the question that I most often start off with, which is, how would you define integration? Hmm. Yeah, that's a big question. I would say for us, it's been quite a journey just even coming to that understanding or definition. And it's not fixed, it's evolving. It's still in process for us. And I feel like over the years and our journey, um, witnessing others going through that process and obviously our own, it's, it's, yeah, it's taken on different forms or facets and faces. And it's also really multi-layered. I feel like you can really come, come at it from different places. So um, for us, in the in the most kind of simplistic sense, it's a it's this idea of having an experience and like bringing it into your daily life or your lived your lived daily experience, as opposed to it just being this like separate thing that happened in the jungle or on the weekend, and then you going back to your like nine to five job and your partnerships or whatever, and it's staying there. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it would be in the most. Uh, um, in the outer sense yeah like as we were kind of touching on just before we we kind of started recording for the you know you were describing some of the inspiration um, for doing this whole project and being that you know you're kind of looking to go beyond the like experience for experience sake way of working with these um, plant teachers and um, so that the, the first step in going beyond that experience seeking paradigm where you're kind of just consuming experiences with thought to what happens after the experience and I guess the potential of deepening the experience or really kind of embodying the wisdom of it so I'm when I when I first came to Peru you know one of the questions I had is well I thought to myself I don't want to just get high here like I don't want to just have a kind of experience and then this just fades into the background I actually want to learn how to make this a part of like a living part of my life and to actually I described it in in terms of like long-term change you know Um, but yeah as as we uh, will kind of unpack I think 
that there's a lot of dimensions to this idea of, of integration. And I think like even the word itself can be potentially problematic and um, misleading as well. So we are uh, comfortable now saying that we don't uh, have a, a full grasp of what this, this uh, slippery beast is actually. Um, this thing we're still kind of wrangling very much. Um, <laughs> So let's just put it out there. Uh, we we're not going to market ourselves as integration uh, specialists Experience. or something like that because, sure. um, yeah, we're actually still really learning and the process of learning is kind of hard and it's slow and it has many different dimensions to it. And so part of this for us is wrangling the thing, trying to come up with a, a language even to talk about it is hard. And I think mm. part, part for us is unpacking even the word integration uh, where does that come from? You know, what assumptions um, or other language or culture is that word even connected to? To make it a bit more concrete, like for, for us, uh, the word integration almost in itself is a symptom of the experience-based kind of seeking paradigm in one sense, because there's this assumption that that what is the most important thing here is the experience, like the, that that we're we're having a, dis a discrete kind of experience, discrete or disconnected in the sense that it's not necessarily connected to a broader pattern of meaning in, in one's life. It's like, it's like the assumption is, well, I'm here and I, I don't necessarily have an existing map or tapestry of meanings or cultural understanding or you know, broader vision for my spiritual path or anything. And I'm just kind of coming through an experience and going, how do I make this last? There's like a sense of like, how can I, you know, hold on to this, this magic, mm. you know, it's a bit of an exaggeration to put it like that, but that's the kind of sense sometimes that I get with, with even the word, like talking about integration, the frame in which of the discussion is kind of this experience holding on to this experience kind of thing. And so, yeah, we can talk about, I guess, what the alternative to that might be, but I think, the starting point for us is to kind of even question the idea of integration as something necessarily mm -hmm. um, a perfect concept in itself. If we weren't looking at it from the lens of this experience-based approach, what would that alternative be? It's this quite subtle difference where uh, you've had this experience, whatever it is with the plants, and then you are wanting to kind of create a life for that experience to come into versus this other orientation where, and, and to take our lives as an example, we mm. feel really committed as a, as a life towards our own individuation, coming into wholeness, coming into being like authentically expressed mm. beings, in our, I guess in the personal, quote unquote, personal sphere. And in a larger or broader context, we are committed to the path of eco-awakening, coming back into the direct felt and embodied experience of being cells in the body of earth, like coming into this experience of interbeing. And along with that, participating in um, ecological and cultural repair. Like this is, this is our path, this is our commitment. And, and so in this orientation, the work with the plants is in service to this broader commitment and so it's not really about my experience with the plant it's more about this wider path and the ways in which all the things that happen in my life whether it's a plant medicine experience or a conversation with someone or even a fight you know like with a parent or like a, a documentary I've watched or a walk that I go on it's like 
how is everything kind of in service to that? And so it's a kind of, it's a, it's a difference in orientation or attitude, I would say, that mm -hmm. takes it from being um, about a discrete experience and bringing it into your life and how everything that you do feeds into this kind of map or um, framework of meaning. So yeah. it feels different. It feels quite different. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it sounds maybe difficult to explain, but it, it's a, it's a major difference in, in orientation. Um, another way of, ex of ex explaining that, like the phrase that you use, broader commitment, is kind of like bro a broader vision or like a tapestry of meanings, you know, or maps of meaning. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things that working with the plants in a sincere way has like led us to is a, a, an analysis of the entire culture in which we're living. And culture is like one of those things which is also kind of a slippery a slippery thing to to get a hold of you know to pin <laughs> down and understand but it's the sea that we're the water that we're swimming in um and it's this water which continuously imprints us with meanings we're not blank slates we have this idea in our culture that this kind of tabula rasa thing where we're we kind of go i'm just a blank slate which is being imprinted by an experience kind of thing and and then i can just like integrate this in a pure sense it's like no we come from a culture we come from a completely like imprinted you know we're chock-a-block full of ideology already and we we bring all of that culture to the plant medicine experience the so-called experience and then um it's to that culture i'm speaking in general terms now but you know to the kind of global industrialized uh, west that we return as well so our work with the plants has kind of really led us to this question of like looking at the culture because that is the same question as looking how have I formed all of my maps of meaning or how have my maps of meaning already existed in me before I even got to the plants, you know, and that forms my interpretation of my plant medicine experiences and it has everything to do with um, how, you, how you integrate the, the experience, so to speak. What I was getting to is that the we come in with all of the the barcodes you know of western culture imprinted in us and then we have to work out how to embody these other meanings which are sometimes in direct contradiction to those tapestries of meaning frankly when i got to peru in in a lot of ways our culture is like an absence of culture to be honest like there's there's like a vacuum of useful ways of making meaning of the world, of the question of what is the self, what are we doing here, what is the purpose of life, or, you know, what is what is spirituality, what is for us this integration thing has been a process of kind of coming into contact with more useful maps of making meaning, and it's in this broader context that this that these plant medicine experiences are then feeding into when you speak about these maps of uh, understanding that you've developed along the way could you give some examples of how that's manifested yeah i mean it's again it's difficult because it's in process i would want i would begin with saying that i feel like as i mentioned before there's kind of different layers to this integration experience you know and <laughs> process and so there's different maps for the kind of layer in which you're engaging it so on a kind of what I might call like the outer layer <laughs> where you're you've experienced a kind of like download or upgrade from the plants and it's it's simply about um, creating what we call the soil for the seeds that you've been given to grow and to flourish you know and so that is um, the kind of thing that you'll find really easily online when you look up integration. It's typically have a good diet and 
have you know find community and pick up meditation and do more yoga you know like it's very functional um and foundational advice that you would usually get that's probably useful for anyone regardless of whether you work with plants or not um and it kind of gives the i guess the environment for which your experience to have a little bit of um space to start to grow and to land in you and so i think that that's like the first map that we came to was just this simple like get your fundamentals straight and if you have that then you'll be good and then the kind of next layer that we went into which we focused on a lot when we were in peru mm. which was this um sense of the plants really working with us at a very kind of um deep subconscious level and helping to like liberate or bring up um patterns and traumas and um yeah i guess you could say shadow or unconscious material to the surface you know mm -hmm. and that process um can ignite this lifelong process of what we alluded to earlier which is like the individuation or this this journey of coming into being a fully expressed like wholehearted human you know which so many people are coming to the plants for and so the maps that would be kind of connected to that are also really kind of well-known and easily accessible and written about a fair bit, which is, you know, in skills in emotional relating and, you know, learning to be with your emotions, particularly the quote unquote dark emotions, um, handling difficult shadow material, like learning kind of somatic processing techniques. If you've got traumas coming to the surface and how to work with traumas in the body and, I mean, there's just so many skill sets that are involved in that process, which you won't necessarily get from the medicine itself. So they're kind of like, in order to go on that journey, you need to, your, your integration process would be learning those skills or getting the support that you need to facilitate that process. Um, I think that. you've had this experience and now you could probably expect it will be different for everyone that all kinds of these materials will start surfacing. Some of them can be intensely uncomfortable or take you on kind of like underworld journeys with the self and you, you might not be resourced enough to meet that. And so these are some of the things that you might need to pick up in order to meet that, you know, mm -hmm. with awareness and, and to be able to kind of, yeah, integrate, I guess, on a, on a, strictly psychological kind of Jungian um, way of framing it. Um, yeah, and part, and part of that is an attitude of, well, this is very much a long-term project, you know, like, yeah. but this is not like a kind of coming out of this like market-based idea of like the quick fix um, mentality, which we had to do a lot of work to disarm when we were working with people. Um, yeah. And that it's very much about long-term. I feel like so many people came down to, to the jungle seeking healing for all kinds of things, maybe their traumas or their physical illnesses. But I feel like so many, whether they realized it or not, and I would say most didn't, were coming to 
to heal this kind of deeper wound that those of us from this culture are feeling, which is this fundamental like alienation or separation, this homelessness mm. from belonging to our world. And for me, one of the most profound medicines of the plants is their ability to kind of, yeah, facilitate this eco-awakening, this, this felt embodied sense of being part of the earth, of being part of a living, breathing, sentient world. And I think that was particularly strong where we were because we were living with the Shipibo, who are in a, an indigenous tribe or culture who hold very strongly animist perceptions and values, you know, so we were participating outside of the actual ceremonies themselves in and um, practices where you're apprenting yourselves to the, the living intelligent uh, intelligence of plants, where plants are seen as like sentient, alive, living beings, you know, that you mm. can learn from and who can teach you and who you like come into it. I mean, just that practice itself is, is a revolution of the, of the whole being, you know, and to have those kinds of experiences and then going to the return, mm. which is what we've been going through for the last three years, where you're like living in that and you're having those experiences daily of engaging this living, sentient, breathing world of um, plant peoples and animal peoples and river people. And, you know, like the world is, is populated with all kinds of peoples that you can be in mm. relationship with. Coming back to this culture where it's, the opposite of that in almost every way you know and um there was this i think the technical term is head fuck it was a yeah it was a fucking head fuck <laughs> um it's very painful it's very painful and and that's part of it you know like i guess we've come come to this mm. We went, we wrestled with it in the beginning where it was like, this is wrong that we're feeling the pain. And you know, like this part of like- I've got to do more push-ups and yeah. eat more broccoli. If we were integrated, we wouldn't be suffering to the extent that we, that we are. It's mindfulness. And, I've got to get back yeah, on Yeah, more, more mindfulness. Yeah. If we just exercise more and blah, 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 then we wouldn't be feeling this deep grief. You mm. know, this, this, you know, like, oh, I, we spent five years in the jungle. Like, how come we're feeling despair to the extent <laughs> that we are and it was just this incredible process of realizing that this journey of i guess eco awakening and cultural repair it just can't be separated from the water in which you're in and so and and part of that is the despair and the pain like if you have these kinds of experiences of having these fundamental needs at the core of what it means to be human being met which for me one of those things is like experiencing myself as a part of the wider web you know i really feel like we we're working with the plants inevitably means that you have to kind of um cultivate what would you call it like resilience or tolerance to the discomfort of being awake or half awake in such a yeah a challenging place and so we're building frameworks to work with that at the moment and it's early days but yeah it's been life-changing yeah that's that's a that's the fundamental <laughs> fundamental shift is like <clears throat> when you experience that pain or the dissonance when you come back like is that uh something to be gotten over and solved and mm -hmm. kind of um 
you know, risen above? Like, is it just that I, I need to do more chin-ups in order to, um, or maybe even see an integration therapist, you know, to like uh, deal with this? Or, or is this like a signal from my deeper self, which is also inextricably connected to the wider ecology in which I'm embedded, that something is seriously out of balance in the larger pattern and I'm not separate from the larger pattern. And like, so is it a signal to kind of like look at that larger pattern? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I'm aware that like, as we're speaking about this, some of this can seem kind of a bit abstract and that's because Sky and I have been already kind of immersed in the language and frameworks and meaning systems of uh, people called deep ecology or um, the work that reconnects, which is a whole kind of philosophy and, and um, set of maps of meaning, which has helped us to, uh, look at this, what Sky was talking about, the culture of separation in which we're living, see it more clearly. Um, and that's a whole kind of three hour conversation, even just talking about that, kind of moving from this culture of separation to um, what the work that Reconnects calls it, a culture of interbeing, uh, which is that term that um, the, the Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh coined. So that's a more kind of felt sense recognition that our identity is not as this you know, separate self, this Cartesian mode of consciousness inside of the flesh robot programmed by the genes to maximize reproductive self-interest. But actually we're like something way more vast and mysterious, you know, and um, we are the kind of earth as life process expressed in this local human form. Mm. And the plants try and teach us about that, but because we're imprinted with the culture of separation, Mm. we we get really confused, you know, and um, it's very hard to make sense of that without these kinds of maps of meaning. As I've said, the work that Reconnects Deep Ecology has really helped us to kind of broaden our frame a bit. And you spoke earlier about disarming the quick fix mindset that a lot of people might have. How would you go about doing that? Like if someone's listening to this and they might find themselves in a mental state where they are trying to hurry things along or just like want to be done with a certain process that they're in, what words would you have to share with them? I mean, I guess it depends. It's hard to answer in the abstract. It depends what the actual issue is that we're talking about, what what the so-called problem is with the, that the what we're talking about with a person, because I think that, you know, we are not of the quick fix paradigm, but at the same time, ayahuasca in particular, but plant medicines in general have got, so famous because they are able to facilitate instantaneous kind of automatic shifts in people that happens it's happened to me it's happened to many people that i know as well Mm -hmm. but yeah i think more often there's the kind of semi-automatic situation where you've got like seed potentials and some things have shifted and maybe you've got a grace period from your unhelpful patterns Mm -hmm. you get back into life and you kind of things aren't working out as as uh, as the advertising material on the retreat center told you that they should uh, because potentially you've been lured down to drink ayahuasca by by some people that um, uh, are interested in luring you through the quick fix method to make money it depends what what issue we're talking about but but in general i think it's just to kind of make people aware that firstly we have been conditioned by the marketplace to believe that there are quick fixes and while some things happen automatically more often things take work if you're talking about like the individuation stuff the kind of psychological emotional shifts you you know this is a long path this is something which doesn't happen uh necessarily just by itself and you you have to kind of 
create. So if you imagine that you have a seed um, and you have to then create an environment which is going to be supportive to growing that seed, you have to look at the soil, you know, you have to, how can we germinate this and ultimately give this fruit? And that's, you know, there's a lot of information out there about um, the, the, the kind of long haul work of self-individuation. There's a lot of practices that you can do, you know, finding supportive community, meditation, diet, all that stuff. But I think it's more than anything, it's just a kind of attitude that the quick fix paradigm is bullshit. And if you don't believe us, try it out. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know if that's if people are going to like that answer who are hooked on that paradigm, but they have to understand that it's bullshit. I mean, when people came down onto retreats with us, we would always give a talk about the quick fix paradigm yeah. and how we had a, a, had observed it um, getting in the way of people's processes. Like, mm -hmm. for example, we'd have folks coming down with maybe 10 or 20 years history of depression or... Um, addiction and then expect after one or two ceremonies for that to be done you know mm -hmm. because it is this kind of culture that's grown up around ayahuasca now where it's like 20 years of therapy in one night you know and like the stories that kind of get shared the most are a lot of those really what we might call like miracle stories and you know five years in the jungle we witness them they happen as as hell mentioned you know it's that's it is true that you know people who have tried absolutely everything to heal their cancer for example will have a couple of ceremonies and then and find very rapid resolution to things that have plagued them for years or decades um but in most cases at least in our experience it's it's a slower going process and it's this it's this process of coming to meet yourself and these plants can really speed things up but at the same time if your orientation which as we mentioned before is to this kind of individuation and kind of like uh, eco-cultural repair awakening like that's not even a lifelong process that's possibly even you know especially for the cultural and eco repair stuff that's more than a lifetime's process for most people like I've had to accept that I'm probably not going to see the fruits of much of my efforts in this life because I'm working for something that is bigger than the self you know like um and so there's been so many different layers of that but ha having said that I have also had the experience of just rapid paradigm shifts mm -hmm. or my relationship to certain um people in my life just changing overnight because of an experience that I had in the ceremony where I literally have been able to kind of go into a forgiveness process that's manifested and changed dynamics in those relationships like instantaneously. Even if you read something or listen to this podcast, like the fact is when you're confronted with the reality that that stuff is non-linear a lot of the time and you have to be patient and things happen in their own time and it's it's hard and that's actually in some ways that is the integration work yeah. happening you have to kind of remind yourself again and again that you're coming up against these assumptions and conditionings that are unhelpful to the process really partly calling it the medicine doesn't help does it that's that's kind of almost like part of the that same or, or a related uh way that we've been conditioned is to believe that we just take 
substances and then the substance does the work on us you know and like if you go to the doctor you know you've got a headache and um and you take the pill for the headache and the headache goes away and mm. it's that kind of technology as god like medicine med tech kind of a, a thing as well like you take the stuff and we're just passive and we're just receiving this thing and it's going to change our neurochemistry you know and yeah i guess be it, you know and, that's one of the big things really is the med tech conditioning because so many of us have come from this paradigm that says healing means that you feel progressively better and better you know mm-hmm. and on this path it's very often like the opposite especially in the beginning and especially where we were working like um the shapibo take a very strong orientation to cleaning and purging and so so many people that would come down expecting expecting like the meetings with god and the love and light you know and, and generally what would happen in the beginning is they're like taking following a really hardcore diet which is like you know taking away all their food crutches and they're being given plants that are making them vomit and shit and sweat and feel like crap on a physical level and then they're taking plants that are bringing up a lot of their shadows and traumas and unresolved things to the surface and like a lot of people would be confronted with this feeling of like oh i came here to feel better but i'm i'm actually feeling like worse Mm. (laughs) you know and so much of our role was almost to like champion people through the process and keep on framing what they're going through in a way that they can that gives them courage and like resilience to move through this this healing process which is a process you know yeah and and so i think that and to bring it back to this concept of maps of meaning you know their map of meaning might be is the the consumer kind of paradigm i've paid money i want an experience um and i've paid money to feel better and from the kind of medical conditioning i'm a passive recipient of an experience those maps of meaning are inaccurate when it comes to um individuation they need to be dismantled and so you know we could spend a long time talking about that but that's the bottom line i think it's like kind of re-education about what the spiritual path actually is what it involves it's like no you've got an unrealistic idea i'm sorry that's just how it is i think to sum up that aspect of it but when you were speaking some other thing came to me which is that there are i guess just to zoom out a little bit um these experiences which kind of automatically you know shift your perception then there are these kind of semi-automatic like experiences where you kind of have to work out a way to like plant the seeds and stuff and then um and then there's the there's other experiences where if you don't do anything um you'll never realize that that the message for example you need to go and talk to your dad and you know um, fix the relationship whatever um and then there's this piece that we were talking about about having uh where we're where we're at now which is having a more coherent kind of set of maps of meaning or culture or you know idea of ecological awakening or whatever into which these experiences feed all of this is still kind of i guess assuming that we're in control in a sense you know and Mm. and so i just wanted to name one other thing which is that we don't know what the self is really from our perspective here we actually don't really know what's going on and i just wanted to name that because this whole thing of working with plants is i mean the first sense you get when you feel that kind of creeping you know tingling like sensation that your like whole identity is kind of being lifted (laughs) off you is like that 
life and reality and identity is not as I thought it to be. And then mm. you kind of, your maps of meaning try and reassert themselves and stuff. And there's a lot going on here, which is non-linear, as Sky was saying, and um, just totally mysterious. So even the idea of integration is like, I'm this like little dude in control that's going to like do stuff. And I come back to this uh, quote, I think it was Terence McKenna who said that like, you know, um, you get a sense when you work with the plants that, um, you monkeys think you're running the show, but not only are you not running the show, you don't even know what the show is, you know, and <laughs> that I think has to be acknowledged as well, you know, so. I can imagine that it can be confronting for people to hear, but at the same time, very important in allowing ourselves to work with the greatest sense of harmony with the earth, with the elements and with everything going on around us. Because if we're super caught up on who I am and how I look at the world, then we forget about this greater web of life that's living and breathing with us. I'm curious to know, is there anything that we haven't spoken about thus far that either of you feel would be really valuable to speak to? Yeah, I guess maybe just mentioning that, and, and this we touched on this before, but maybe maybe it's kind of going a bit deeper, re-emphasizing that, you know, doing this work and going through the various processes and avenues that the plants lead you down and then coming back into a into this culture that so many of us who are working with the plants are returning to and just like remembering I guess that like what does it mean to be well adjusted to a sick society you mm -hmm. know and just keeping that in mind through throughout the process of so-called integration because I really feel like what some people mean when they say integration is that like you're experiencing discomfort or you're feeling again what we mentioned before like the grief or the despair or whatever's happening and what can happen i feel when i just from being a part of this um, plant medicine culture for so long and part of the conversations around integration is that people can think that that means someone's not integrating properly you know or that's an integration problem and sometimes it is and the fact is that we do need to be able to to participate in the system because this is the only one we have right now you know and that is true and so when you work with plants naturally you don't want to unhinge yourself so much that you can't like participate anymore but at the same time i feel anyway that this is one of the reasons we're, wor we're working with the plants is to is to create something new and so just reminding yourself that if you don't feel adjusted to the sick society when you come back that doesn't mean that there's something wrong yeah um, it mean uh, like i really feel like that can be pathologized and we've pathologized ourselves in our journey and it's not helpful it's not a helpful orientation um, a good friend of mine that i actually did an interview with recently jeffrey slater he had a beautiful quote around that which was something along the lines of you're not going insane you're going sane in an insane world yes yeah. brilliant yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I would also um, that add as a final thought um, just for people that are having these paradigm shifting experiences is like, take your experience seriously. And what does that mean? I, I don't, for, for me, it's just kind of like, there's a sense that you can have when you have such an amazing, like mind blowing situation that, oh, it's impossible now. I've just had something, you know, like you, it's too much. Like I'll just put it in the, in the background kind of thing. And I think like if you really are sincere in 
your your work with the plants and you you kind of uh, have the courage to take your experiences seriously all of this stuff will kind of I think clarify itself and that's what happened for us around this culture cultural contemplation stuff it's Mm -hmm. like we were sitting with this like kind of heartfelt like what do I do with all of these truths you know and Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we've got to where we are now and, and it'll continue to unfold itself. But yeah, just to experience seriously, because I think that can be a, it's just another experience. We have so many experiences in our, our culture, which is so hungry for these things and mm. they can be easily forgotten and to put to the side. Beautiful. And for people that are curious to find out more about the work that you guys are doing and to connect with you, what's the best way to go about doing that? Um, we have a, a website called sensenya.com, right? Is it sensenya.org? .org, yeah. <laughs> Sensenya cool. is kind of one of the main ways. And then I have a, a personal blog, which I'm more active on for now, although we are planning to update our site, which is deepearthdreaming.world. Um, and I have some of my um, personal blog posts on there. But yeah, we at the moment, we're... Um, we're working a lot with this body of work called deep ecology or the work that reconnects, mm-hmm. which is an invaluable map for our own integration. And has really offered so much language and structure for so many of the experiences that we have had um, on the plant path. And so we're feeling really kind of enlivened by that work at the moment. And it's, it's offer it offers kinds of tools and practices and exercises to help facilitate some of the, core insights that we've been given through plants but without the plants Mm -hmm. it's really profound Um, and then we're also finding ways to weave that with the plants and so that's going to be coming later in the year and that's called the work that reconnects yeah yeah the work that reconnects well guys thank you so much like you shared so much from your personal experience on this call um but also like the direct experience that you've had in facilitating this work for other people i really appreciate it it's really valuable to have people like yourselves on here sharing this kind of work and you've opened up a conversation that is fairly new as well to the kinds of conversations that I've had thus far around people really taking an honest look at a much broader picture of what's going on outside of the immediate self. So that's really cool. And I appreciate that. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank, uh, thank you so much for um, yeah, the inspiration for the kind of inner listening that led you to do this this stuff there we have it guys episode four is done check out the links in the show notes for how to reach out to sky and helm and as always a little request from me if you know someone who can benefit from this conversation share this with them i'd love to get the word out there about our podcast and everything we're working on and i'd love to grow the community thanks again and i'll see you for episode five